What's shaking you, Tuba Nights? Welcome to Lords of Lombox presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. Hope you guys are enjoying your hot, hot, hot ass day today. I'm pretty sure it's hot everywhere. Uh, while you guys are congregating, uh, I do believe it is Freestyle Friday, so uh, you know what Yay. that means. We got to bust some freestyle music, man. Let's see what we got for you, boys and girls. Do 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 do. Right. 106 in Las Vegas right now. Beat that, chat. 111 game. Laura's beat you. Damn it. Wait, 111. Yeah, 111. Right now. Boom. It's 90 here, so. Yeah, but 90 in California is like 60,000 degrees for you guys. It is. <laughs> We're not used to it. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know what part of Southern California you're in, but I, when I lived in like Long Beach and or like Huntington Beach, like people didn't have air conditioning built into their house. No. Yeah, because the ocean breeze. Yeah. Yeah. All the houses are built. Yeah. Because they're you're, all you're at 65 degrees, you know, 300, 300 days out of the year. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Why you guys congregating? Let's uh, get some freestyle. Is a man, man, well, is a man, man, well, is a man, 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 is here when i rock a rhyme often eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's america's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn breakbeat i hastily make pastries tastier than anything that wolfgang makes so take notes out of suckers i make coats lump of some like bubba gump fishing on lake boats 
I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like her Brits. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. Oh, yeah. Randall Park uh, dropping freestyle. Laura, say what's good to people. All right. So, TiVo, while we were listening to music, I looked up the weather for the rest of the week. Get this. This Saturday in Arizona, where I live, the city, 117 degrees is the high. 117. Why even keep track after 100? I don't know. The hide. But hi, guys. Welcome on in. Sorry about all the weather talk, but it's hot. Yeah. Once you pass 110, it feels the same no matter what. It's the same thing. Yeah. Gabe, see what's good. Hey, what's up, everybody in the chat? I hope everybody's having a good day. It's going to be a fun fun list tonight to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not an offer. Um, You got a good chance to get maybe two or three. I think any, any who uh, the show is brought to our friends over at uh, coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends head over to coverprice.com uh, for only $69.99 a month or two week free trial. See what you like. And trust me, you'll like it. Also our friends over at bird city comics is discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in a bird city comic store. And Laura, I do believe this is dropping Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you guys are subbed to the text line so that you'll get a little alert when this one drops. Yeah, that does a fucking dope-ass cover right there. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm very yeah. happy with this one. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, this is the uh, cover price comic book shakers of the week the list focuses uh, on new sales or the most interesting sales found in their exclusive daily shakers list this just changes several times every day so make sure you check it out every day review some of the hottest trending books on the market after we go through these 10 we're going to see what's shaking today boys and girls uh so let's kick things off you know wouldn't be a uh, shaker show without a romance book oh, all right let's start with confessions of love number one Uh, This is done by Comic Media in 1950. This series, which only ran for two issues, was produced by Comic Media, a publishing company owned by Alan Hardy. While the cover artist is unknown, the style kind of resembles Matt Baker. Uh, Recently, a CGC 7.5 copy sold for a cover price record-breaking $2,002. There are only three known copies of the first issue and one copy of the second listed on CGC. Comic Media's run was brief, lasting only from 1952 to 1954. Before its closure, Stan Lee recruited the talented artist Don Heck, one of Comic Media's principal artists, and later he was a legendary icon, to join Atlas Comics in 1954. So this is a lot of history in this one book, all kind of just condensed in. Yeah, your favorite blonde, but she doesn't have a red dress. Close enough. I would but take the, the real question here is on the cover. Should brides be virgins? <laughs> uh, yeah. Wedding mm. night was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. This cover's great. You got to practice, you know what I'm saying? You got to practice for, you know, uh, game day. So uh, we'll leave it at that. So <laughs> Confessors of Love, issue number one from 1950, $2,002 and a 7.5. Not bad at all. All right, what's the next one? 
All right, this next one here, people should should be able to f- have or should find. You might be able to find this in dollar bins, to be honest. Uh, it's Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe number one. This came out in 2012. So Deadpool three promises to offer an explosion of cameo key appearances and a mind blowing meta deep dive experience into what was once the uh, Fox Marvel Universe. Sounds familiar. We were talking about this last week. Uh, between Hugh Jackman in a comic-accurate costume, reports of Channing Tatum appearing as Gambit, and Jennifer Gardner as Elektra, this heavy smoke may have a fire raging underneath. The Wolverine leaks have been heavily promoted. Amongst the many images and footage shared, appears to have leaks that have uh, to be, excuse me, uh, among the many images and footage Shared appears to be a destroyed 20th century Fox logo. Uh, fans instantly made the connection that Deadpool 3 seems to be a Deadpool kills the Fox universe type story. While this has not been confirmed, it could simply be, uh, be a big Easter egg, part of a quick opening scene or something else. With that said, the speculation behind this book is pretty logical. For the past week or two, collectors have been buying up all the cheap copies of Deadpool Kills in Marvel Universe number one, driving up the market values, like this week's new high sell of $120 for a Near Mint Plus raw copy. Keep in mind, Near Mint copies have been selling for $40 plus for over a year now, simply simply due to it being a fan favorite story and the subsequent sequels. However, that jump to its current $100 plus mark is quite notable. If you head over to a, a site like eBay, all the cheap copies are gone. Note, this is also the cover for the trade paperback, which is much cheaper. Yeah, so I think it's just an, an Easter egg, right? But it, it, it doesn't matter. In this day and age, I mean, any little thing will get speculators and people to buy, buy them up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's something that's been happening during the pandemic. I think. And uh, is it me or just like every superhero movie is multiversal now, right? I mean, I mean oh, I'm tired have, of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to go big, right? I mean, mm. you know, you know, there's no more small films anymore. Um, but, you know, sorry, Flash, but <laughs> you tried. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but uh, yo, the bo- it's going to lose $200 million. Wow. Jeez. It's going to be on uh, uh, digital in like the next couple of days. I heard. Yeah. Really, that fast? Yeah. yeah. I heard. Okay. It, I think I saw something that says it's going to be at the seventeenth or the eighteenth of the month. It'll be on digital. Ooh. Yeah. They're trying to squeeze as many dollars as they can out of it. That's why. Um. So we shall see. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe number one from 2012. Raw Dog for 120 bones and a 9.0 through 9.4. All right. I, I meant I. I swear to God, I, I have this, or I've, I've always seen this. I mean, there's always Deadpool kills something. I, I swear to God, <laughs> it's Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, Deadpool kills this, that, or the other. But uh, we shall see, man. But uh, what do you guys think? The Do you think it's going to be a blockbuster? Do you think it's going to surpass, let's say, 500 million? I think so. With Hugh Jackman? I think it will too, yes. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I want to do a billion. I don't know because I don't think China is going to release it, but uh, we shall see. The real litmus test is this weekend with the Mission Impossible because uh, I, th- I think that has a chance to be a billion dollar movie as well. 
How many are there of those? It's like the this seventh. Be, this is number seven. Change. And then eight, eight's coming out soon too. Yeah, so it's part one. Yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. So um, they're great films. Um, my hot take: Ethan Hunt over James Bond. Sorry, I said it. I, you know, I just think the IMF team and, the, and Ethan Hawke just do cooler stuff. They have masks, have little gadgets, and this and that. Uh, the only cool, I mean, James Bond coolness is his car, his Aston Martin, right? Um, but besides that, um, I'm sorry, I got to pick Ethan Hawke. He's been kind of killing it, you know. <laughs> All right, what do we have for the next one? Up next, we have Elephant Men number 31 by J. Scott Campbell. This came out by Image in 2011. While the overall comic market continues to soften, truly scarce books continue to sell extremely well. A raw 1 in 15 ratio copy of Elephant Men number 31 by J. Scott Campbell sold this week for $413. This book seldomly shows its head in the market, with the last sale occurring in 2020 for $561. Elephant Man was not a heavily ordered book. Estimates are that this issue had less than 3,300 copies ordered. That suggests that very few stores were ordering 15 copies to qualify for this variant. There are only five copies of this Elephant Man number 31 variant on the CGC census, with only one company graded at, or only one copy graded at a 9.8. J. Scott Campbell collectors are amongst the most aggressive in the hobby. It seems unlikely that we will see a significant number of new copies ever hit the market. As prices of comics continue to find their equilibrium, those of us hunting for rare gems will likely have to wait a while longer for bargains. Hmm. I've never seen this. Elephant Man number 31. I vaguely remember this title, but uh, um, I... Yeah, Richard Starkings. It's a a weird book about elephant detectives and all kinds of crazy stuff. What do you mean um, elephant detectives? Like they're, they're, they're anthropomorphic, elephants? like anthropomorphic elephants or like hippo um, in like, you know, wearing like a duster jacket and a bowler hat being detectives and crazy stuff like that. Sounds possible to me. Why not? <laughs> so elephant, number, elephant man, number 31 with J Scott Campbell, one in 15, 2011, $413 for a raw dog. Damn. You J Scott Campbell fans. We just out. Shilling out some cash, son. And the last right. one was in 2020. That's kind of, that's a huge, huge gap there. You got three years of nothing, just crickets on this book. Yeah. And he's uh, done another uh there's another cover he did for this as well, I think, for this series. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh should be no surprise. Kind of. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. At least this book. And this is a cool version of this book. So uh Yo Joe. Uh talking G.I. Joe declassified number one. But this is the G.I. Joe Collector's Club version from Devil's Due in 2006. Uh, G.I. Joe has been in the news lately with the big reveal that Image Comics would take over the publishing rights from IDW. It became one of the biggest tie toy-in comics in the 1980s, spanning 155 issues during its uh, Marvel heyday. It continued at IDW Comics with uh, issue 555 and, and a half, and uh, ended at issue 300. And it was recently announced that the Image comic will start at number 301. Somewhere in between, Devil's Due Publishing acquired the rights to this iconic franchise and printed quite a few series over a seven-year span. 
One of those series was G.I. Joe Declassified, which was a three-issue series penned by the legendary Larry Hama. The Collector's Club issue was a variant that was limited to 250 copies, according to YoJo.com. G.I. Joe collectors can be a rabid bunch, and when this rare VG copy came up for sale, it was snatched up for $178 on July 6th. I can't imagine what someone will pay for a graded 9.8, but it's definitely one to keep an eye on when browsing those G.I. Joe back issue bins. Jesus, a raw VG for 178 Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. So that I mean, had to be like a really junky copy. I mean, just think about the comic IP for G.I. Joe. IDW, uh, Devil's Due Publishing, Image, Marvel. Uh, is there anybody else? Image again. Image has had it Image twice. Image again, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Larry Hama is, is attached to... Was Larry Hama part of the IDW or Image? No. Um, oh, he was, was doing that? that for the IDW stuff. He was because they restarted yeah. that. They picked up from where he left off. Yeah, because I know he's doing the Mar. He was doing the Marvel stuff. Um, yeah, he created all the GI Joes for the most yeah. part. He gave them their personalities and stuff like that, and the backstory, the comics. I've been reading them recently, and I I just picked up an issue one not too long ago. Uh, yeah. The comics are way like super violent, and people get shot in the face, and people die, and and then the the cartoon is super cheesy. So it's really kind of a fun comparison between these books. Yeah. Nobody ever dies in a cartoon. They always oh, parachute no. <laughs> out of uh, like uh, they always parachute out of airplanes or they out jump but out. They, of they parachuted out of helicopters. Like that was going to yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after they came up with like those robotic, uh, they were called bats, which were like these like robots, so that they can actually have something they can shoot and kill. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, and then obviously you have the uh, the Kirkman thing doing uh transformers in gi joe as well so uh yeah gi joe is as hot as, as it can be you know what i'm saying so uh let me go where were we uh gi joe to classify number one the gi joe collectors club from devil's due publishing i wonder how long devil's due even had the the rights to it or how many issues they ran i think it's today had they had it for seven years and they pumped out a lot of stuff that long i thought it was shorter than that yeah but I mean, up to nobody cared about G.I. Joe comics probably until like a sound like a broken record during the until the pandemic, right? The pandemic. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody cared. I mean, I was able to get a 9.4 G.I. Joe number one, but I tell you, that run has tons of first appearances if you are speculating, just like Transformers, tons of first appearances throughout the series. If you know, if you think they're going to be coming on the big screen, so um, yeah. And there's one issue that uh, a young Todd McFarlane put out too. That's right. Yeah. So I was watching the new Transformers film, and the dude uh, that play that code name is Sonic. Was he in the comics? No. Yeah. So he was created specifically just for the film, right? Yeah, he's just in the film, and he just. He's not. Is he called him Sonic? I thought it was just like him and his brother, because he called his brother Tails, and his brother called him Sonic, like Sonic the Hedgehog. No, I, I think, <laughs> but yeah, but Sonic sounds like a GI Joe name. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds like something that they would use as a code name. Um, and you know, I could have swore during the post credit scene that he called him Sonic as well. Um, he did, but that was a way of like of 
letting him know like hey we've been following you like we know who you are yeah yeah but gi joe's are you know you're not supposed to know their names so sonic i'm saying maybe in the future uh, you're gonna see sonic in a comic so that may be a good book to spec on all right uh here's a book that everybody should have at least i think so all right, we got Commandy, The Last Boy on Earth, number one from 1972. Jack Kirby is widely known legend of comic books. Is a widely known legend of comic books. Commandy was one of Jack Kirby's most loved creations during his time at DC. Often cited as drawing inspiration from Planet of the Apes, the story of Commandy is set in a post-apocalyptic world. This post-apocalyptic world has wiped out most of humanity, sending us back to the Stone Age. Meanwhile, the world was overrun by humanoid animals. This was a result of an experiment before the apocalypse. The original series is truly a unique tale outside of DC's typical stories. Mandy has a spotlight shown on him when DC released a special animated short highlighting the character. The short was a hit, and many fans were waiting to see more of an animated world starring Commandy. As we wait for any announcement of this future, a lucky fan was able to pick up a CGC 9.8 copy of this book. This book is one of 56 9.8 books on the CGC census, and it sold for a whopping $1,487. This is nearly $500 more than what it sold for just a year ago. I was just talking about the, the animated short uh, last week. Um, that uh, they they have on uh, HBO Max or Ma- whatever it's called Max. I now. need to watch it because I confess I know nothing about this character. Nothing. It, it's really weird. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> it's it's really weird. Like, uh, uh, but they also had a short. I think on um, what's his name, Sergeant Rock. Is that his name? See that one. Yeah. I'm familiar with that was the yeah. that was the the uh, DC like military stuff sergeant rock yeah so basically these were little like uh dvd extras and then uh you know when you bought a film um or you know whatever dvds blu-rays and then uh so dc decided to put them as shorts so i thought they were films that i watched and i go it's only fucking five minutes long or 10 minutes long what's going on what is this where did these come from so then i find out that there were shorts that were originally like uh released with the um um, DVDs or, you know, you know, for you kids who don't know when you, uh, popped in a DVD, uh, you go into the, um, the extras or bonus scenes or anything like that. They would show you like, you know, you know, other cool things or trail or things of that nature. But nowadays, you know, you don't get that with the streaming. Sometimes you do like Marvel has some, has some of that on, on, uh, Disney plus, um, but you know, not like it used to be. Where on a DVD you would get all the deleted scenes and all the cutscenes, mm. um, but now they just put them online. So ah, the good old days. All right, come on, Commandy, the last boy on Earth, number one from 1972, CDC 9.8 for fit almost fifteen hundred dollars. Nice. I gotta see what grade mine is. All right, what's up next? Uh, this is an over. Oh, I was on mute. Uh, Number six, Nintendo Comics System Number 7 from Acclaim and Valiant back in 91. Nintendo fever in theaters may have claimed, may have calmed, 
but its effort on comics is still very present. In fact, it's hotter than ever. If you have heard Peaches a billion times as we have, you can recognize the significant cultural effect of Mario and Nintendo on generations of fans. When we look at the core Nintendo comic system, it's a clear collection favorite featuring the title Game Boy until it pivoted to Super Mario Brothers with issue number five and then Legend of Zelda with this seventh issue. While this series has no big key appearance, this particular issue is interesting. Another popular and pricey series is Valiant's first Legend of Zelda from 1990, ending with issue number six. The story was left unfinished. Some Zelda collectors may not know that this issue of Nintendo comic system contained that seventh issue, completing the story. Uh, this is a key reason why raw copies sell for significantly more than every other issue in its run. A fine raw copy recently sold for $55 and hit a new all-time sell of $800 for a 9.8. Don't expect to see another, another anytime soon, as this was one of only two 9.8s on the census, of which only 39 total exist across all, all grades. So I mean, we've seen this trend for a good year now. Uh, Nintendo or even uh, Sega comics that are you know people are seeking out uh, for some reason or other. I've had um, you know I, I I can't explain it, but you know I I think it has something to do with the um, the video game uh, slabbing world or, or video game grading world. You know, and then once they that found that out, then they said, "Oh, well, you know what? There's comics for this too." So you know, for so video game people, not necessarily comic book people, were probably buying these up, and then comic book people got a hold of it, and they were like, ah, "Let me get a hold of this." You know, and you know, for a while there, we had that Nintendo magazine power, Nintendo power, what was the first Mario mm-hmm. that was, you know, that's always been that. But you know, now you get Legend of Zelda. Who knows? Maybe we will get Metroid. Uh, you know. Why not? Why not? Yeah, get Mega Man, get some more Sonic. Yeah, there's a lot to think of. Yeah, we even had that one. Uh, what was that? Star Fox was on here before, I believe. I think we had it on here. Um, that or that Fox what was his name. Uh, it was like some weird random thing, man. But oh, so it was Spyro and uh, Sly Cooper. Yeah. So uh, it was a raccoon. Know, you know, if there's a Leisure Suit Larry uh, comic out there, go out and get it. <laughs> you. Most of you kids don't know who Leisure Larry is, but uh, the for its time, it was uh, a little bit avant-garde. I'll just say that. Nintendo Comic System issue number seven from Acclaim Valiant, 1991, $9.84, $800. Good Lord have mercy. All right. What do you have next? Up next, Spawn, the Book of Souls BET Action <laughs> Edition. I know. I don't think anybody's going to have this one either. This is from Image in 1998. This book is not unique as the Spawn Bible was published two years before. Although it was marketed as a modern version of the previous book, it provided no new information. To commemorate the release of the Spawn film in 1997, BET distributed this version as a promotional gift. This week, a raw copy sold for an all-time high of $1,100, surpassing all previous sales records. Limited edition books like this one continue to gain value, 
especially as the speculated release date of the 2025 film approaches. Like I said, Spawn collectors, I, they're, I mean, this, we're talking $1,100 for a raw copy. Um, <laughs> and BET was handing out comics. This is BET, the channel, right? The, the, the black, yeah, black entertainment TV. Oh, wow. I mean, that's uber rare. That's wow. I, I mean, uh, I've never seen this cover ever, but it's a pretty dope cover, though. Gotta hey, Stefan in the chat says he has it. There you go. Boom. On the board. So Spawn Book of Souls, the BET edition from 1998. Uh, 1100 in a raw new mint plus. Uh, 9.6 to 10.0. Wow. Here's a chance to get on the board. Yeah, this is another one that keeps popping up. Uh, Web of Spider-Man issue 118 from uh, Marvel Comics 1994. Web of Spider-Man 118, uh, marking the inaugural appearance of Scarlet Spider, continues to weave a complex web in the marketplace. Despite critical commentary around Scarlet Spider's portrayal in Across the Spider-Verse, which upset a number of hardcore fans, the value of this issue has significantly increased. A stellar CGC 9.8 copy recently fetched an astonishing $1,250, greatly surpassing the ultra-low price of $35 recorded in, recorded in June of 2018, an auction with no reserve. Despite the mixed reviews of the animated adaptation, Scarlet Spider's unique appeal endures within the fandom. The, fast, the fascinating con conquest between the cinematic critique and the surging market value highlights the enduring allure of spider variants in the market, solidifying this issue as a sought-after piece in the Spider-Man collecting domain. I'm trying to remember what, what was wrong with how he's, he was depicted. Um, I don't know. I think maybe they didn't like how they kind of just made him kind of like over the top, like 90s uh, attitude kind of thing. It was like, oh, I'm so mean. No, I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, it's an animated movie. Come on, you know, geez, get over it. Timo, don't you have this hoodie? Am I remembering this wrong? I thought you owned that. I do. It's it's like a vest, spider, a vest hoodie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely not wearing it now because it's too damn hot. Um, I think I got it as part of the uh, remember those Marvel Funko boxes that they were doing. Yeah, and, and you would get it? like a you would get a Funko and a and a shirt and some other accoutrements. But uh, uh, that was yeah. I stopped doing that because they just kept on sending me so much stuff. I have so many damn boxes. I was like, just stop it, just stop it, stop it. But then you know they sent me a Doc Strange one. I go, oh okay, I'll take that. All right. So uh and that's where I got one of my Spider-Man uh, Doctor Strange cloaks. So uh what is Spider-Man number 118, the directed edition, 9.8 for 1250. I think this room still has booked room. I think this book still has room to grow. Um uh, I think he'll be in part two as well. Or or maybe even you know live action or his own solo film. I, that's what I think, you know, because Sony has so much they can do with, so why not? Yeah. All right, here's a cool book. Okay, so this is listed as Wonder Woman number 77, or Wonder Woman 77 number one, and the Wonder Woman 77 number one, Phil Jimenez, one in 25. 
from 2015. Linda Carter is the living embodiment of Wonder Woman and is in her own right a goddess amongst us mere mortals. And yes, we love her. However, that affinity is widespread. Seeing her appear at the end of Wonder Woman 2 was the bright spot in a critically panned film. The tease of seeing her in a future project is one we'll most likely never get to see in our reality. Yet in 2015, we received this Linda Carter starring comic series showcasing newly imagined storylines with our favorite Wonder Woman. Yet for years, this was incredibly affordable. The standard issue could be purchased for cover price or less. The 1 in 25 saw some heat upon release, hitting highs of 50, yet fell to lows of $10. This week, we noticed some interesting trends. The standard issue hit a high sale of $295 for a CGC 9.8, with a recent raw copy sale of over $75. The 1 in 25 sold for a near mint raw sale of 120 and has been cleared out online. The remaining copies are sitting at very high premiums. We looked for any Linda Carter signings, but none appear to be advertised. While we don't know the source, we assume this was featured somewhere that brought attention to it. Either way, these gorgeous covers were a fun trend to see this week. Yep, I have one of them. I have uh, this one. And it's like the uh, the 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 prestige hard hard like like the Killing Joke type format uh, on the book. Yeah, perfect uh, bound, Baxter bound. Yeah. So as soon as you open it, it's no longer a nine point eight. <laughs> it's just so it's such a stiff cover. So uh, I, I would imagine it's either it's one of those books. It's either nine point eight or it's not. Uh, simply put, uh, you know, if if you read them. But uh, yeah, I mean. People of uh, our generation, my generation, this was our Wonder Woman. Um, I feel know. like it still is. To this day, I think people still think Linda Carter. Yeah. And that one, 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 one of my 84 was just, uh, just garbage. I did not it was like rough. it. It was horrible. How you going to make a movie from 1984 and not play any 80s music? That I, you know, I agree with you 100%. People are always like, oh, why is Cover Price or why does uh, the Lord of Longbox play music? But music and comics and just pop culture in general are so intertwined. It was a huge opportunity that they missed. Yeah. I mean, just look at, you know, if you look at James Gunn, who puts a lot of really cool music in his movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the hallway fight scene with No Sleep Till Brooklyn, perfect. That was dope. Have you guys seen a uh, uh, crowded room? No. With the the, the the guy that plays Spider-Man, Tom Holland. No. Is this a okay. new segment? Things that gave watch that you should watch. <laughs> He's taking over your segment. <laughs> no, I'm bringing it up because it's the same thing. Where it's it's a it's a TV it's a it's a series that okay. takes place in the 70s, but yet they don't play any 70s music, and. Like just the way it's shot and the way the people act, it doesn't seem like the '70s at all. So it's kind of interesting with that too. Same with think of the Spider Verse without that soundtrack. It's like you lose so much of like the character, you lose so much of like the feeling, the ambiance of it. Yeah, that's how you set the environment and the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of them are just cheap. They don't want to pay the copyright fees or li- yeah. or license fees to you know to have that. Or when you watch like a like a dated film, like you know. Um, like a, a, a film that's supposed to take place in like medieval times, but they they play current music. That always bothers me too. Yeah, it does. You mean like, like Bridgerton when they, when they play Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Knight's Tale when they played We Will Rock You. The okay, Jow- I liked it in Ro- Knight's Tale though. That movie's so good. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig that movie. That's a little guilty pleasure of mine. 
Rest in peace, uh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Mm. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman number 77, issue one, uh, 9.8 for 295. And the one in uh, also Wonder Woman, the Phil Jimenez cover, uh, 120. So there's actually more than uh, 10 on this week's list. So, but we have one more. And if you don't have this one, you are not collecting right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you lose the collecting game. Uh, so this is X-Men 234 newsstand uh, from 1988. The newsstand edition of X-Men 234 is causing a stir in the comic market. A CGC 9.8 newsstand copy recently fetched $700, completely eclipsing the previous sale of $433 from just a few days earlier. The comic sees Chris Claremont and Mark Silvestri take the X-Men head-to-head with the Brood. It's not a first appearance or key event. Rather, the captivating narrative and compelling artwork are the main draws. The cover, showcasing a transforming Wolverine, encapsulates the internal and external struggles the character faces in this issue. The narrative also subtly introduces characters who play pivotal roles in the 90s X-Men vs. Brood Day of Wrath miniseries. With Wolverine-themed books trending and X-Men comics experiencing a significant upswing, especially in the 9-8 graded groups, X-Men 234 may be quickly gaining traction. This appreciation in in the market underlines the issue's increasing popularity and investment potential demonstrating that its spellbinding narrative and mesmerizing cover artwork are truly timeless. Hmm. That's interesting. So like, um, I think like that Wolverine, what is it? Is it Wolverine 88 or Deadpool 88? Wolverine 88 first meeting between Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why the, the book to get right now. Right. Because, you know, because of all the, you know, the images of coming out of Deadpool. It might be too late to get it now. Like, I was going to say, wouldn't it be on the list this week if that it, was. It was, it, it was always a hot book, but I think now it's, it's going to go to another level, you know, um, damn it. I shouldn't have sold mine or do I have it? I don't remember. I, I thought it really spiked when they first announced that uh, Hugh Jackman was coming back. That's when they did like that little reel on Instagram or was it TikTok or something where they were sitting next to each other? Right. And they were like yeah. stabbing each other and the sound went out and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's where I think that you're, I think you're right. Yeah. But they've been teasing for that for like two years, two or three years now where, you know, you know, they've been messing around with each other. If you remember the end credit scene on Deadpool, Deadpool one or two, where Deadpool shoots uh, the weapon X version of himself and then you see Wolverine's claws come out. I think it was in Deadpool two uh, at the in the end credit scene. So, you know they've been pushing this for a, for a while now, and so um, you know now we're gonna get it. So uh, don't mess it up. But uh, you know <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, I, I, they put. I think they play really well off each other. So I I think they'll they'll do a great job. You know um, Ryan Reynolds and um, and Hugh Jackman that is and. Um, and I dig the yellow costume. That's I've always been a fan of the brown costume. Yeah, that's what Anthony said too. He's like, where's the brown? Yeah, but uh, you know, for the um it doesn't look bad for the um it doesn't look bad for uh, on film, you know what I mean? You know, because uh sometimes you know, costumes that's the one thing my the one gripe I've always had about X-Men 
movies is that they didn't have comic accurate uh, costumes, which some can be pretty damn cheesy and some can be pretty damn cool. But um, full on expect the new X-Men animated series to um, showcase that. Right. Uh, the when X-Men does that come movie, out? It was announced. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in development or whatever who knows what the wga strike when it's going to come out but i just submitted five copies of x-men animated uh series number one to cgc so time to trust time by the time i get them back maybe the movie will come out Uh, (laughs) it's gonna be be released on disney plus but unfortunately marvel's not going to be at san diego comic-con or uh and either am i because it's my birthday that weekend and so um we're not going to get many new announcements. So uh, probably D23 is when they're going to do it. Because slowly but surely, uh, Marvel has kind of saved all their big guns for D23. Because D23, they can talk Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, all Disney stuff. So um, It's their event. They don't have to fight with you know, 100,000 other people. But everybody's yeah. there for them. Yeah, just for them. Yeah. It's your birthday next weekend? 35, 36. Am I right? 24th. Both? July 24th is my birthday. No, I mean your age. Uh, I'll be 52. You're a liar. I want to oh, see. I want to see proof of life. I want to see your birth certificate <laughs> saying that you're that old. I don't believe it. <laughs> right. Why? Why? So you can steal my identity and yeah, uh, send me that in your social and then we'll be good. <laughs> there you, go. you need your mother's oh, maiden yeah. name to make sure as well. <laughs> What oh, high school yeah. did you go to in the name of your first yeah. pet? And then we're, we're done. Yeah, what was your first oh, car? <laughs> I don't even remember this. I hate you when know when you're questions. old when you don't remember your own security questions. My the other day, I'm like, I have no idea what animal I named, but it was this yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, while you guys are there, um, we're going to do a giveaway. So let me drop the link. Leave a comment on this video. I'll leave it here in the live chat. Leave a comment on this video and you'll be drawn for today's giveaway. I shall pin it. And uh, let's see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. This is the top 10 as usual. This is the the movers, most units sold. So um, yeah, extreme Venomverse. Look at that, moving some units, son. And this, I tell you, spawn. It just never goes away, man. Another fifteen mm-hmm. units sold. Wow. And it is going to flood the market once that movie actually it's a gets huge out. print run too for for you know for it's the highest selling uh, independent comic. Is it really? Yeah. How do you yeah. know that? Yeah. Who knows that stuff, Gabe? Because Todd McFarlane tells everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but is there <laughs> proof? Can you prove it? Or I don't know. yeah. All right, here's what's shaking today, boys and girls. Um, look at that. Well, one of these I need to remove. Uh, yeah, I need to remove this one since uh, I got it slabbed. Well, I don't have a... Do I have a 6.5? No, I have a 7 point... Yeah. No, anyway, let me remove this one. So I don't want to inflate. I'm always stupid when I do this stuff. I was like... You're doing great. Showing us how to do this if everybody that's new to cover price. Throw up and go to edit. Yeah. It used to be a lot easier. Damn you, Matt. 
Well, because they put all these cool little ways to, you know, really, like, I don't know, zero in on your collection. It's, it's neat. Yeah. There we go. Delete. So now, let me refresh. Refresh. Yeah, it'll take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a second. <laughs> Shit, it removed my uh, slab copy too. So, wow, interesting. Would your uh, would it come back as? Uh, Seven point That works. So let me add this to my collection. CGC. What do I have? I have a six point five. I'm debating cracking it and sending it to Joe so you can get it up to a seven. That was just recently sold. See that? Six uh, six point five sold for four thousand seven hundred. Yeah, I'm not selling mine. That's one that I want. Like, I just want it. Though. I'll give it to my kids one day. That'll always be a valuable book. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah. No. Tomb of Dracula, number 10, first appearance of Blade, 9.6 for 8,900. Good googly moogly. That is all hell yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange 169, first Doctor Strange Solo series, a 9.4 sold for 2350. It's the highest known value, 21,600. Yeah, there's been talks of a uh, Doctor Strange sequel, so uh, uh, you know, still undervalued in, in my opinion. Uh, that first Metamorphos uh, blowing up these days, all this, yeah, a lot, lot of deep cut DC stuff is probably gonna start blowing up. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't heard, uh, they've casted for um, what was the movie? Was it uh, uh, Superman Legacy? Uh, and they got a lot of like uh, B list characters are gonna be uh. Uh, showing up for it. So first appearance, a Minimorpho, $100 for a raw dog. Uh, back in June, somebody spent twenty grand for a 9.8. Uh, Mr. Terrific, I believe, was also cast as well. Um, yep. Yeah, so... Uh, I try to I imagine just like one day waking up and going, okay, I'm going to drop 20 grand on this comic. Just move on with mm -hmm. my day. Uh, and if... Uh, oh, that's cool. You've been asleep somewhere. This is the first appearance of Sokotano and the new trailer drop, which was absolutely incredible. It um, really was. It was one of those things where like, I, there was no criticism of it, right? Like you, when you're done watching it, you're like, oh, hell yeah. But you got to watch Rebels first, guys. If you haven't. It is great. You saw Sabine Wren. Mm -hmm. um, you saw, what's her name? Uh, a scene. Yeah. And uh, you even saw a little hologram of Ezra Bridger. So, yeah. So, this is Dark Horde limited to 1,000 somewhere. Uh, Nemesis Prime is uh, ears are perking. I think he has like five, six copies of this in a 9.8. Hey, uh, Tivo, for the, for the chat, what trailer are we referring to? Um, the Ahsoka trailer. And it dropped yesterday, right? Or was it the day before? It dropped a week ago, and then they dropped a new one, I think, yesterday, mm -hmm. which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Come on, like or keep up. Here you go, Superman, Golden Age, yellow cover, I told you. Issue number 25, Superman drawing itself. <laughs> uh, a PGX. Hey, look at who's on the board. PGX 1150 for a 4.5 in 1943. Yeah, I think wow. it was missing a cover or something, I bet. All right. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question as like a relatively newer person to the hobby? If you have a PGX, let's just say it's like an eight, does that mean in reality it's like a six? It can go either way. 
they 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 have a really bad habit of that kind of stuff. And it really it probably depends on what kind of book it is. Like the older the books, like their grading seems to be a lot more off. Okay. I guess you can say. But they've they've unfortunately have a a bad name for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For number of reasons which you won't get into, but um um influencers who like to call people out have blasted uh PGX before, so you know, some have heralded PGX like it's cheaper and it's better, but come on, you, you either roll with CDC or C- CBCS. Those are those are the two. It's like I feel it's like, like it's really one. only CGC though. Well, you you be surprised. There's a lot of CBCS, you know, purists out there, you know, um, because um, CBCS did a really good job of marketing where the owner of CBCS who used to work for CGC went on a lot of like, um, you know, shows and was like promoting all their new stuff. And the one thing they did differently than, than CGC was uh, signature verification, meaning that um, if you had a signed book, nobody witnessed it. They would use some type of computer software and handware and handwriting analysis to say, Oh yeah, this was signed. And you would get like, I think a red label, but now it's the yellow label. So, and then CGC said they would never ever do that because there's just, you know, too much room for impropriety, um, which, you know, I have a tendency to agree, but I have used them when I had uh, signed books without the, didn't have a CGC witness. I, I, I had to go to uh, CBCS. So mm. there you go. Okay. Incredible Hulk. This is the third print variant. Number 377. They have an 8.5. Damn. $1,000 and 9.6. Isn't this the one that has the error variant? No, this is the one that, yeah. It just has a different color. Yeah. All three are behind me. 2,940 for us. Yeah, this third print, I've only seen a copy of it maybe like two or three times in my life. They're insanely rare. We happened to, we bought a collection when we first started and it was shoved in between two books. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like a lime green color. It's an odd color. Yeah. Speak of the devil, Guy Gardner has been cast. Um, Nathan Fillion is going to be playing Guy Gardner. Um, uh, Raw Dog sold for 140 bones. Highest known value was, geez, earlier this year, nine grand geez and a 9.8 wow i mean that person uh, do something yeah tivo he's being mean to me in the chat yeah i was i i don't to me i was like is nathan philly in a little bit too old to be playing the role you know what else is he in what would we know him from uh firefly oh no he's not too old he's timeless yeah he's also on some uh Cop procedural, the rookie on ABC, I think. Yeah, he's like a forty-year-old guy that that decides to join the cops or to join the police force. Yeah. So there you go. So Green Lantern Corps in full effect. Go get those Green Lantern Corps books. This is the. This is the one of the holy grails for uh, Spawn books. Uh, this is Spawn number one, the black and white, one and fifty incentive. This is the book I was talking about last week that uh, King of Golden State had. 875 for 9.6, uh, 9.8 for $4,700. This is the holy one of the holy grails of spawn books. Um, it's just hard to find from 1997. And I think Kenny Golden State bought it for five bucks and then he flipped it for like four grand. So, what? now I, no, I think that's a different book. It's not this one. 
I, I could have swore it was this one. It was one of these. Uh, no, it was a it was a later book. It was like oh no, uh, this is spawn like number one. Yeah, that's right. It was like uh, this is spawn number one. I think he had like spawn. It was like spawn one eighty five or spawn. I think it's one eighty five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one eighty five. You know what? We'll find out. I should update this because I have all I have one through fifty of spawn. Oh, it's one eighty five. He's saying, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. it's one eighty five. Yeah, so there you go. I stand corrected. Gambit, of course, still up there, but we can't, you know, have a shake a show. It's my chance some to get that book. Horror, horror books. Richard Duvall, Keeper, Kirk Keeper, and the Old Witch. Yo, she about to lose her head, son. What does the tag horror. say? Merry Christmas, something. Oh, I can't tell from here. Okay, Merry Christmas to my wife. I think is what it says. Oh, I thought it might have been like dumb bitch or something. Jesus, yeah, definitely pre code <laughs> horror. Then a 2.0 is over $800, nine grand in the 9.4 sold in 2022. Wow, I'm telling you, pre code horror. You remember this book when uh, all the hype for the Spider Man movie came out? Yeah, people are still buying this it. and like the elemental stuff. Yeah, Hydro Man, you were duped. Um, people were leaning into that hard. This ghostly weird stories. Ooh. I like this one. I like the colors. And it almost has a Batman logo on there. $6.99 for 4.5. Mm, that's the only one that's sold. I mean, I'm telling you, people are snatching up pre-code horror. Hold. Watch it now. <laughs> nice. Milo Monaro. We were just talking about him. Wow. That is dope guys cover. Savage Wolverine. He does draw the woman figure very He well. also draws a really badass T-Rex. That's a great looking dinosaur. Yeah. Is that all colored pencil? It looks like it. Hmm. Doesn't look digitized like a digitized art. Um 748 and 9.8. So uh Milo Manar, Manar doesn't do many comics. So that's you know, I think that's a good thing to get. God damn, this book never ever goes away, man. ASM three hundred. So you got that Batman eighty one. That one's cool. Now the golden age yellow cover. When you're tied to the penny and he's flipping it or to the, the coin. Oh, <laughs> they, they, get, they actually a, get catapulted by like a truck. <laughs> you got a specially made coin flipping tractor. <laughs> That's clever. That's dedication. Two face, 625 for a raw dog, 7.0 for a. Uh, in 2019, sold for 2,600. 1954. Wow. Uh, good old Sea Devils. Look at that. 8.0 for 600. 1,300 is the highest known value. Ooh. I love space comics from the... Oh, that, that reminds me. Things that Tebow yeah. watched that you should watch. I was waiting. You hadn't said anything this whole show. so Because this reminds me of something that I had, I watched and I hadn't seen in a long time. I was like, you know what? This is a pretty fun movie. Sky Captain and the, the World of Tomorrow or the Tomorrow World. Starring Jude Law, Angelina Jolie, and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's, it, it was made in like the 2000s, but it's made to look retro like from the 30s. 
like you know we're talking yeah, they bleached the screen it hurt my eyes yeah they beat the screen and it's super cool so and it, and you know even like weird like laser rays and ships and everything but it, it you know it is a it's a fun little movie for i mean you know i think if it came out now it'd probably get more love than when it did come out uh but uh it's very interesting the way to do it it's, it's almost um if you think about the there's a lot of cgi in it you know because obviously they didn't do it so it's a lot like the sin city where they kind of you know the backgrounds and everything are all cgi um but yeah, give it a try man jude law is super cool too in that vampirella look at that dope ass cover so frazetta yeah that's right i always get confused frazetta or vallejo one of the two a raw dog 430 bones damn it's funny. It's like it's a Vampirella book, but there's no issue. There's no Vampirella on here, which goes to show you, man, people like collecting those uh, horror books. Ah, this is one book that I've had and sold two or three times. Uh, what if Venom possessed Deadpool? A raw dog, no grade, 148. Highest known value, a CTC 9.8 for 700. Oh, not bad. Well, I sold mine for more. At one point, this was like a fifteen hundred dollar book. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see how the price has changed on it. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Shit. Nine point eight. Well, look at that. It looks like a, uh, on the 12th, it was saying a 9.8 sold for $415. Mm hmm. Wait, let's show more. This site's insane. Look at all this. Six, so much. So it was 277, 680, 600. Yeah. I want, I got, I can remember this book sold for more, but yeah. Scotty Young doing Venom, possessing all that stuff. Do I still have this book? I think I do. All right. That's what's shaking today, boys and girls. Um, let's do the random comment picker now. I hope you guys have left a comment on the thingy. I probably should have seen how many comments there were before. <laughs> yeah, TiVo has good stuff, guys. You're saying your collection's insane. I would love to come over to your house and just dig through all your boxes. Uh, I need to do that myself. You don't even know what you have? The fuck is nine divided by nine? One. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that is, normally JB gets the easy ones where it's just, you know, something plus something. Something like nine times nine divided by nine? Yeah. What are they winning? Uh, whatever. Chance for you I... to go to their house and dig through their boxes. Yeah, there's a random person going to knock on their door. You know, for some reason, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I this happened to me before, um, where it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. It says, "Oops, this video has comments disabled." Uh, can you guys run it? Let me see. I'll share it in the uh, in the private chat. See if it runs for you. Let me try. Yeah, for every time I run it, it says comments are disabled for it. So I don't, I don't know if. What? Well, you said the. Uh, oh. 
What's nine plus six? Never mind. Fifteen. I was being a nope. Mine won't let me either. Oh, what the hell is gay? What the hell is? What the hell is fucking uh, JB doing that we're doing wrong? Yeah. Dan, I know that there's a slab missing on this back wall. Uh, <laughs> we're working on it. Anthony just sent in a bunch of like older silver and golden age books, so he wants to put one right there. All, All right. right. Well, leave a comment on uh, this week's video and last week's video, and uh, we'll do a drawing on next Tuesday since we suck, apparently, and we need JB. So, <laughs> so. How about to make it that form? You'll wear that little Spider-Man vest for the next show. Yeah, if it's not 90 degrees, I will. Just crank up the air conditioning. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I My office is on my second floor, so it's hot regardless. It's it's mm. disgusting. <laughs> He does math correctly. I'm pretty sure me and Laura did the math correctly, but it still says comments disabled. Math is uh, hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, math is hard. All right, Laura, any last words? Uh, no, guys, make sure again that you are following Bird City on Instagram. We do have that Tahani Sacrificers number one launching tomorrow. I, It's been getting really good feedback, so I do think it's going to sell well. If you're interested in picking that up, sub the text line or better yet be on the site a few minutes ahead of time it goes live at 7 p.m eastern standard time oh and tomorrow the girls and i are doing an auction on nearing nirvana oh your second auction all right yeah the first one i really just did horribly bad on that but you guys have some good books on there i know but like it was it was tricky kind of managing everything Why don't you well now you know i mean now you know and no one's half the battle that mm -hmm. you know you know don't set, oh. you know, don't set a timer for 60 seconds. If once somebody starts bidding, then it, it starts the bidding war. If nobody bids within the first 60 seconds, then you move on. But if somebody bids and then another person bids, then you the timer should be off and it's it should be old school auction at that time until somebody folds. That's and that's also one more thing, TiVo. Adam's in the chat saying hi to you. Adam's saying hi, my kid. Hey little Adam, what's going on, man? My little grown up. Little jujitsu comic book uh, heartbreaker. He thinks you're like the coolest thing ever. So just yeah, say hi. He's the coolest hi. thing ever. <laughs> Gabe, any last words? Hey everybody, thanks for showing up. Had a good time. See you guys next week. All right, boys and girls. So tune in Tuesday for the cover price top ten. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.